Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Wednesday, February 10th, Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. I want to talk about my good, good pal, Charlotte Wilder. Uh, People are asking why she hasn't appeared on our show in the last few days. The truth is she couldn't take the heat with Tom Brady. That's it, Dave. She thought about it. She didn't want to come back. She up and left because she didn't want to deal with the needling from me and you, right? Coward! Face (laughs) us! That is not the case. Uh, Charlotte is uh, moving on. We're moving on from our football talent uh, temporarily. That is Charlotte, TJ Hushmanzada from the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, Jerry Ferrara from Waiver Wired, and Jeff Schwartz from Minus 3. He's paired up with Dave. In the next couple weeks, these guys will all go off and uh, hopefully will rejoin us in the fall In the meantime, you can enjoy Charlotte on the People's Podcast and her great stuff on Fox Digital and at the Wilder thing. So that's that. Um, I'm in a good mood today. We're off from Fox Bet Live, preempted by Providence and UConn. And I think more people are uh, get the day off from that as a result than are actually going to watch that game. But uh, tune in anyway on uh, FS1 Providence, UConn. I took UConn on the money line. Um, Dave, yesterday, last night on against, and the by Lots, the way, every, yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt you because I know right. this is a big announcement, but next Monday is a day off for a lot of people for president's day. We really, yes. before it gets too far away and we lose our, our passion for it, let's slide president's day. Really? Do we need to honor people dead for 200 years? Let's back it up and make it Super Bowl Monday and give everybody oh, yeah. the day off. All right. That's it. Now I get don't know. To the important I, no, you're right. I thought, um, you know, it's funny, though, he ended up hating the NFL, but I thought that's something Trump would do. I thought like he would get us that Monday off if he was going to get it. I was like, it would be a silly thing that no one would put on their platform. But I thought we'd get Super Bowl Monday off. But you're right. Combine the two. Um, if President Goodell, I know he's commissioner, but if he was President Goodell, uh, you know, got a little more heat, um, th- then he would be honored as a president. Those two days would merge. But um, anyway, yesterday, Dave, last night, we sent mm-hmm. Harry to Denver, Colorado, and he drove all the way out there. He was going to present the winner of our Extra Points, Extra Chance contest, $5,555. It was a coin flip as to whether he would get there with all that money in tow uh, at night, 6 p.m. He shows up at this guy's door, um, and he gives him the money, and uh, it was underwhelming, I have to say. (laughs) Luke Singsack, he handed him $5,555, and sing Luke, sack sing wow. sack yeah luke like went eight that. out of nine on a fan duel parlay he had clyde edwards alaire under i think 18 and a half receiving yards edwards alaire had 21 i think he had two receptions one of you know obviously the second one put him over so that was it he only had a dollar on it would have won 248 dollars we wanted to give it to someone you know not spending millions here and uh luke harry's hands him five thousand five hundred fifty five dollars we'll show the video on uh twitter but um he was underwhelmed. I mean, he's a software engineer. I don't know how excited he's going to get, but he actually offered Harry $6,000 to leave. So that's where we uh, left off. But if you opened your front door and Shrek was standing <laughs> on the stoop, how would okay. you react? Stunned silence? Maybe. You don't know. Sing Sack maybe represented Sal's response, too. It was a re- like a reverse extortion plot. Like, hey, come out here. 
I'm going to give you money. <laughs> and now you say to this camera, once we're done filming, that uh, you have, uh, we have your permission to show your likeness. All right? <laughs> but keep it quiet otherwise. <laughs> it was very, very strange. Anyway, congratulations, Luke Singsack, Denver, Colorado, $5,555 in our extra points, extra chance challenge. He won it. See? So losers can be winners, Dave, right? I don't know. What I the like it. That, that's good. That was, uh, see, everything too. It doesn't just have to be monetary too. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, I've I've wagered now that um, if Patrick Mahomes is, and the Kansas City Chiefs don't merely play in the next five, uh, or if they do play in the next five AFC title games, I'm gonna get a tattoo of Patrick Mahomes on my butt. You know, like you're not gonna are, get that. You're not going to get that. No, you're right. I'm not because there's no way the Chiefs are going to play in the next five AFC championship What are you talking about? No way. Why games. is there no way? Because that's just are... not going to happen. What would you bet more? Would you bet more that Patrick Mahomes plays in? Everybody with these guarantees now. Now you see Russell Wilson belly aching about the situation in Seattle. What's more likely now? Which which futures bet were you, would you be more likely to, to favor, Sal? Would you like to take Patrick Mahomes? getting to two more Super Bowls over the course of his career Wait, or Russell well, Wilson on. getting well, let's to take, any. Let's, let's take your bet. He only has to get to one, right? Mahomes? Yeah. I'm That's saying Mahomes doesn't get the title game to the next five AFC title games. Everybody oh has my assumed God. that. Oh, you that's think, bad. He's plus two fifty to win the AFC title game. That's the. That's I said not five in a row. That's the. Oh, that's I, the okay. point. Right. I'm, five in a row. I'm not All talking right. about next year. This, I thought I'm you not said talking one. about eight months from now. Oh I said no, no. Five. Well, what did, did anyone bet? You bet you bet with yourself, right? No one else is putting anything. I'm just up. throwing it out there. Russell Wilson. Everybody decided six years ago. Oh well, listen, look, he's he's already won a Super Bowl. He's played in two. He's only three <clears> years <throat> in. He hasn't gotten close to a Super Bowl since. This he's is not the, getting a five in a row. No, I know he's not getting a five in a row. Do um, you think Russell Wilson's ever playing in another Super Bowl? Which would you bet on? Well, but I want to talk Wilson about ever Russell gets Wilson. in the Super Bowl or Mahomes never gets to two more Super Bowls. Uh, I would say Russ doesn't get to Russ doesn't have to play Mahomes to get there. So I think that he's got that going for him. I, I don't know about this nonsense about he and uh, do you, are you buying this Seattle? See, on one hand, I'm like, where's it going to go? This is dumb. This is just posturing on the other hand, like, Oh boy, maybe the NFL is turning into the NBA where guys with three I years think. remaining on their contract start squawking. And, uh, and listen, Russell Wilson in a way has his more right to complain than anybody. <laughs> He has been sacked almost three times per game throughout his career as a Seahawks player. I, I got to look this up, his sacks. It it's ridiculous if you break it down by game, by season, by uh, by career. There's no one uh, no one in worse shape than Russell Wilson. It but now, is. You know what's funny? When guys, yeah. what happens is, and it happens in the building, people, people forget GMs and personnel guys on these teams with these superstar QBs do the opposite of think globally, act locally. They look and see like, well, Aaron Rodgers makes all receivers look good so we don't ever have to really get any high-end receivers for it. Not that they make that conscious decision. It's just the way things break. Like, we have to fix everything else on the team. Like, Aaron Rodgers has the receiver department covered. Right. And, you know, Devontae Adams kind of happens. It's not like they did it, but it's not as though they circled him two drafts in advance and said, this is our guy. You know, he kind of broke and ended up being a superstar. Same thing with Russell Wilson. Like, well, he he negates pass rush with his ability to scramble. Ergo, we never really have to do, uh, have to devote draft picks or too many high draft picks to try and fix this situation. They're victims of their own 
success in a way. But yes, I think Russell Wilson is, I mean, he is semi-responsible. Of course, he holds onto the ball too long. A lot I of guess. people will, will point at that. 394 point. times in 144 regular season games, he's been sacked, uh, according to ESPN stats. And it's the most of players in the players' first nine seasons since since the merger in 1970. Randall Cunningham is next at 366. It's funny. I didn't, I didn't think of him as a guy who got sacked a lot, but I definitely think of Russ as a guy who can't get out of his way. But it, it is different, Dave. It's weird that you... Compared to the Patriots, they build the offensive line. They they protected Brady, right? He he, he barely ever got swat, uh, swatted um, and knocked down. Um, but they didn't invest in receivers. And then you got Seattle, Lockett, DK Metcalf got all the the all the pretty shiny toys around them, but they can't protect them. So he wants to be more involved. He says in like the draft, and um, I don't know, I. I would you what what do you do? Do you think if you're Schneider, do you just like play his bluff and like, all right, here you go. Take this. Here's 700 pages of a draft guide. You tell us which offensive lineman you want to take out of Iowa Tech. And uh and Ciara is not gonna see you for uh, four weeks in March. So uh, is that what you want? Or do you think this is just bluffing and he'll get his way? I don't know. I think though that you're on to something with Tom Brady. You know, it's not like Tom Brady where in America he was in proximity to his children and everything else was a factor for Brady going to Tampa Bay versus, let's say, the Chargers. But also in football terms, he was looking at where he, the, the football situation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Werfs is a major um, get for the Bucks and and really uh, impacts their, their Super Bowl run. Um but yes, I think Russell will. I think you're exactly right. Just like a decade ago, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade eschew GMs and owners and everything else. And at the at the working class level, and it's multi million dollar working class blue collar guys. But nevertheless, at the working class, the proletariat put their heads together and did what the uh, what the bourgeoisie would not. You see. Um, and maybe no, I don't now, see what the hell are you talking about? Maybe now football is the same thing that the, at the uh, player level, these yeah. guys are going to try to manufacture the right situations for themselves and not listen to, and not defer to Mickey Loomis or any other GM level guy and just say like, no, no, I'm going to do it myself. Like, Hey, uh, let's, uh, let's hook, you know, I think that's clearly what NBA guys are doing now. Sure. Plainly absolutely. like, Hey, let's hook up. Hey, I'll meet you in Brooklyn. You know, yeah. like that, that's what James Harden and Kyrie and that might, I think that's the. I wonder if NFL is going to start tracking that. Well, that only a few well. players could do that, and I feel like only a few players in the NBA could also do that. Could do what Brady did. Like I'm coming to Tampa. Who's joining me? We'll make the money work out. Oh, Antonio. Hey, nice to see you, Gronk. Good pal. All right, Evans. Godwin, you're already there. Terrific. Um, it's a little different with uh with Russ because he, oh, man, he's taken at least 47 sacks in each of his past three seasons. Um. career sack rate, much higher than most of his peers. Dave points out that he does hold on to the ball longer than normal. He doesn't run the ball as much as the other thing. Not as many designed runs. I'm I'm, I'm biting my knuckles there when I bet money on Seattle on a third and two, and there's no uh, quarterback keep option there. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Russ? I I think that he stays. Uh, you're going to say stays. What what kind of? I think are you he stays too. I do yeah. think also that. Oh, I don't think. I know that a couple of summers <clears throat> ago he was trying to force a trade to the Giants, 
that uh, right. at the last possible second, John Schneider prevented from happening, but he would already be on the Giants. And that's a great one if you start playing that game, put Russell Wilson on the Giants, and then Daniel Jones obviously doesn't wind up there. And how does mm-hmm. that whole thing break uh, break from there? But um, I think, yeah, I think he ends up sticking around there. Um, it just what, the thing that occurs to me is that if you look at the last 10, 12 years, it's funny that Russell Wilson was kind of like the gold standard of like, this is the future of NFL QB. And, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like an iPhone that it gets outmoded. It's not that it's not good. It's not that you can't use it and doesn't have cool stuff on it anymore. But now there is an iPhone 10. Is that where we are? I don't know where we are on that. And in the meantime, yeah. Tom Brady is a, an old rotary phone. Like, yeah, I need a good offensive line to succeed and I need yeah. a run game to succeed. Well, that's what they're telling Russ, right? If they go on as is, okay, you're going to have, you know, you'll get 10 wins with that team. You'll make the playoffs. Uh, you'll be a top three or four MVP contender probably every year. But um, I don't know if we're going to get you to the conference finals or the conference semifinals. Um, Here, let me just say this to too, as we move out of the Super Bowl and on to draft and free agent season. Mm. I find it that the whole thing has a has an air of fraudulence to me that we when we make these like hard and fast, like gotta have this. And if you want to win and look at how Brady did and look at what Russ wants and everything else. And it's all to some degree predicated on these personnel guys telling us like, these are the things you have to believe in order to advance in there. And it's all built on sand. Cause they're wrong. These yeah, scouts, right. as we move into free agency and the draft process, the people we're listening to have like, Oh no, Justin Fields is going to be the better pro football QB than Zach Wilson or otherwise. And Trevor Lawrence is guaranteed. Like these are the same people who didn't know Russell Wilson was going to be a star. Obviously, the the best example is Tom Brady in the sixth round. Jamarcus Russell, Sam Bradford. Well, he, this guy can't miss. I mean, whoever gets Sam Bradford is set for the next 15 years in pro football. Sam Bradford, well, he is one of the more forgotten duds in yeah, the last right. quarter century of guys like everybody knew how awesome. Andrew Luck, remember, he was definitely going to win multiple Super Bowls. He's been retired now for two years mm. and and uh, got to it one title game in his career. Well, All this stuff that we're like, we got to do this, but you can't do that if you want to succeed in our league. And who's, who are the people telling us that? They're right about 50, 60% of the time. It's interesting because they're, they're off, I feel like, more on the skill position players, the ones we have more access to highlights on than they are of the players in the trenches and linebackers and stuff where – those the best of the best there really bear out in the first round and early second round for the for the most part I think yeah it is a, it is a weird uh, turn in the last decade or so Seattle plus eight fifty to win the NFC championship and what twenty to one to win the Super Bowl next year I don't know I wouldn't touch them right now with the Rams uh, trending upward you can get the Rams at thirteen me, to one at give Super me Bowl. the one whatever what make me the don't pass jerk at yeah. uh, at the craps table. I will go against all of football America right now. Like, what are the odds that Patrick Mahomes does? What's the what's the over under on Super Bowls? Give me the under on that because whatever the collective wisdom is on that from football fans that well, obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to be in the next uh, seventeen straight Super Bowls is is nonsense, and um, he is going to get outmoded just like Russell Wilson, just like anybody else. You want to? I don't think outmoded. I think. I don't think we've seen anything like him and we I don't think we'll ever see a, a Chiefs game like we saw on Sunday. I mean that's the absolute worst of the worst performances. The offensive line obviously was a problem and even with that he was uh, parallel to the ground and almost completing 40-yard passes. I agree. I'm just um, saying Marino won 
Uh, Elway, too, who gets one because of uh, who gets those couple because of Terrell Davis, not because of his greatness. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, those are my examples. Like the idea that like, well, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best we've ever seen. Yeah, until the next guy comes well, along I think and it's what, better. What, what uh, lends to your argument is Mahomes gets injured more than all those guys, certainly more than Tom Brady, who, you know, he, he had the knee injury at the hands of the Chiefs, uh, ironically, or not. Um, but other than that, not a lot of Tom Brady. You know, they kept them upright. The Chiefs uh, have to do the same. And, you know, whether it's a weird quarterback sneak where you're, you, you bust up your leg or or a turf toe or, or anything else, um, yeah, Mahomes – I'm not going to say has trouble staying on the field, but doesn't have a lot of great luck for such a great uh, competitor. I do want to talk about the guy who vanquished, uh, who, who just uh, destroyed them, Tom Brady, and this TB12 diet. Now, I know other, you know, other sports commentators have done this. They've brought up the TB12 diet. Oh, can I do it? But here's what fascinates me about this. People seem to really be taking this TB12 diet seriously this year as a 43 year old and not when he was 41 and won the super bowl like 43 mm. is like oh, i gotta try this this is for it's like um it's like when the the powerball is uh 15 million dollars and nobody you know plays it it's like <laughs> no no no. well now it's up to 700 million that 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 oh. money i could use but dave i looked at it i don't know that i'd last one day on this tb12 diet here's the basic outline of the rules 80 percent fruits vegetables whole grains nuts seeds and legumes. Legumes. Twenty percent protein. Now you have my interest. Now Chi you now you're talking my language. Chicken, red meat, and seafood. I could do the red meat if we could bump up the eighty percent to red meat. I could do it. Eat until you're seventy five percent full. I'm not familiar with that. No dairy or nightshades. Nightshades. What is that? Uh, I think I could avoid that. I don't know what it is. Uh, half your body weight in pounds. And drink that many ounces of water. What the hell is that? So okay, so if a two hundred, if you're a two hundred pound man, you have to have a hundred ounces. Oh good lord, that's a lot. Um, max cups, two cups of max, two cups of coffee, no caffeine afternoon, no caffeine afternoon, and no food within three hours of going to bed. That's fine. I think that's kind of standard for every diet or whatever um, uh, sensible meal plan. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, nightshade vegetables are nutrient dense. I don't know what to. Yeah, I don't right, know so what any of it that when I, those words could you do this means. Of course I couldn't. Of course not. I wouldn't try yeah. it. I'm. I, I. How many times have I told you, Sal? I'm about right. living, not surviving. This is this is a path to surviving. I, I'm mm -hmm. not about that. I'm about living. Now, Tom except Brady he's would surviving. Push back and say, he's living pretty good as a as right, a 43 year old Super Bowl champ. He's <laughs> <as> a multi millionaire. <laughs> yeah, but. I have no response. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's right. I could be a multimillionaire with uh, seven Lombardis if only I would commit to this. Is that the is that the path? Am I now? See, I, I would be. I see. I'm. I I think I would be angry if I did the TB12 method and it didn't result in multi-million dollars and some Lombardi trophies. And and I'm no right. sucker, so I'm not playing that game. I, yeah, I agree. I think it's got to be, yes, we got to get some, uh, we have to get some reward for it. Maybe Harry hands us $5,500 every, uh, a couple of weeks in a dark alley. I'm not okay. sure what the, uh, what the payoff is here. Maybe we have Harry try this, uh, diet or, or I would, um, yeah, don't do it in a number of days, do it in a, in a matter of minutes, how many <laughs> minutes just follow him with a camera around how many yeah. minutes could Harry survive on the TB12 yeah. diet? I will have to ask Tom, is weed soda included in the plan? I'm not sure. I'm looking at this now. I don't see it. The one thing I saw is um, this kind of conflicts with what I thought. 
He doesn't like fruit. I heard Jerry Ferrara and uh, Jen Piacenti talking about this on Waiver Wired. I thought fruit wasn't a big part of this because fruit swells you. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm not, like, you look at me, you wouldn't think I eat a lot of fruit. I eat a lot of fruit to make, make myself feel good. Like, oh, I'm eating healthy. I'm just mm-hmm. pineapple mm-hmm. chunk after pineapple chunk. Right. But then I go to town on the other shit. It just, it's just, it's just uh, negates all of it. But fruit swells you now. I know there's sugar in fruit, but I thought it was natural fruit uh, sugar. It swells you. You should it stay is, away. It, it just ain't, you know, see these, the vapid cynics, including you and me, the, mm. this is all the excuse we need. You know, it's like, oh, well, I was told fruit was good for me. Now it's bad for me. Right. Out of hell with it. I'm eating what I want. How, mm-hmm. how, how are we to keep up with these kinds of, with these, with these updates to the science that we've, that we've based decades of our lives around? I'm not, I, I'm not here for it. Now, now people are saying salt ain't bad for you. By the way, have you ever put a little bit of kosher salt on your watermelon? Guess what? Yeah, next, yeah. next stop, cloud nine. Thank me when you return <laughs> to planet Earth. No, that's fine. Yeah, I bet the that's not in the TB12 diet. Salts are out, right? Anything is salt? It, but is it wasted? But but the philosophical uh, matter here is, mm. and I, and I mean this too. This is a pathetic statement. But would you be willing to do the TB12 diet? Not for a year, because I think that's not that's not uh, harsh enough. Would mm. you do it for five years? No. In exchange for a Lombardi trophy and $2 million. No, no. I mean, five years of your life, you would never get to eat fruit. You'd never get no. to have any fun. You, uh, you'd have to live this, this, uh, this monk. Li- well, I mean, I guess he, he shares a bed with Giselle, but that aside monk <laughs> plus Giselle existence. But, uh, but still, is that, is that living sound? What is are you talking about? Right? Does someone delivers the trophy or you actually get to play on the field and, uh, perform at a high level? I mean, if it's just a trophy and the I'm money, I can't this do out. it. I don't have that many five year chunks of my life left. I can't do it. I, I, I need a nice steak in there. Although it says red meats are 20%. I, I just can't believe this fruit thing that it swells you. It bums me out. Cheese would be uh, your downfall, right? Dave, no dairy yeah. or nightshades. Been eating a lot of nice Swiss. Lately, I'm back into the Goudas. Freaking Brady. And eating some Envy Envy apples are really nice. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. I guess it says something terrible about me. I don't know that I would give, I mean, I definitely wouldn't give a decade to Mm -hmm. live a life like that. Although I am vain and I would like for people to cheer for me. And that would be nice if people cheered for me when I held up the Lombardi trophy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, similar to a hot dog eating contest. Maybe we gather the masses in Coney Island there and they watch you um, eat, um, you know, items that are uh, acceptable on the TV 12 diet. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much of a, <laughs> I don't know if people want that, want to see that so much. Um, so I'm upset. So are you football's over. I know you try to give me the pep talk. We got hockey and basketball and March madness. It seems like that, that stuff Really doesn't get going until six weeks from now. No, yes, because it have... feels like methadone. Although neither of us, I don't believe, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think either one of us has ever had a horse habit, a smack mm, habit that we've well, had to break. But it does know. feel like methadone. It's it's too soon to like to like rip the bandaid of football off and be like, <clears throat> right here's uh, here's the Hornets and the and the Pelicans. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, yeah. right. Um, well, let's let's go to the expert, Jim. Is it like methadone? Would Would you say, <laughs> Jim Cunningham? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Oh, stop it! Stop. This is a, about honesty here. I give you a shot to be honest. Um, Leave but here's job. the thing: 
I'm annoyed that the season's over, and then I'm annoyed that this. Uh, I'm fine with Brady getting all the attention, the Super Bowl, and the accolades, but this Super Bowl streaker, which I thought was funny at the time, and we hear uh, it was Kevin Harlan's uh, call, right? Great classic. I love that that he embraces it. All oh, the networks must hate him for doing that because they can't cut away fast enough from these streakers. They want to, uh, you know, they don't want to. Um, uh, <laughs> they don't want to encourage behavior like that. But I love that the guy, cameras can't 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 locate <clears throat> him from up on Mount Pius. They can't find him. The yeah, cameras yeah. get obscured when there's a. Well, streaker. they went to commercial. I, I hadn't seen that in a while. They actually went to commercial because they're like, uh, the director's getting freaked out here. We can't do this. We don't have any camera that won't cover this guy potentially. So we got to go to commercial and hopefully some uh, fat security guard tackles him in time. Because he bore ass. That's why he showed. He showed. He showed Bear Tuchus. He did, and uh, he did. We're finding out why he did that. Well, he's lying to everyone. He says that there was a prop that there would be a streaker during the game, paid plus seven fifty between seven and eight to one, and he got fifty thousand dollars down on it and cleared three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Now I'm going to tell you this did not happen, and I get why people are believing this because with all the GameStop nonsense and that you can make millions off of GameStop, you know some Reddit nerds did it. You would believe anything, but this is not true. Maybe he bet a, f- a friend and said, "Give me seven and a half to one odds. Uh, I'll put fifty thousand dollars down." Maybe it's like a, just a rich guy uh, battle, and that's what they did. But there is no casino slash sports book that would take this bet, Dave. You walk to the counter uh, and say, "Hey, I want fifty thousand dollars." on plus 750 that there will be a streaker on the field. And the guy will look back at you and say, "Um, can you, can you specifically influence this prop? Yes. Oh, well then it's off. No, that's not how this business works where you could actually determine the outcome of this um, by uh, dropping your pants. Not the case. No sports book would say it, even though that he claims that he sent a friend out with $50,000, put it in at a sports book. But he also said an online illegal service that we can't mention uh, uh, offered it at plus 750. So his story isn't straight. I'm going to straighten it out. He didn't make the bet through a casino or offshore or anything. So you think that the guy, and I believe you, but uh, so uh, Sal the Sleuth is uh, is solving this. Um, You think that the guy who, because I think this story came out of somebody ran into the streaker at an airport and took a picture with him, and that's the story that the guy told. You just think, Hooey well, and applesauce. Just yes. Tapped. Well, first of all, it's, it's it's two different stories. One that he bet it online, and then another that he put gave his friend fifty thousand dollars to drive it off to Vegas. Neither one happened um, because they don't take money. I mean, they don't let you get rich off of these. First of all, the illegal offshores online, so you can maybe get a hundred, two hundred dollars down at plus seven fifty, but you're not going to walk away with three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Um, I also, is it only a thousand dollars? Shouldn't the stakes? I, 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 what hit me was it only costs a thousand dollars to go streaking on the field, and for some reason, it felt like it should be more because it was the Super Bowl. But oh, I don't you mean think, his penalty? That's what his yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, was. I don't think yeah. Uh, yeah I don't think uh, the jurisdictions do things based on the largesse of the ball game. It's like, well, if this had been a divisional round game, it would have been a little lower. It seems like it should be the stakes are greater that the payout should be bigger because it's the Super Bowl. Well, this was. This was Super Bowl 55. Ergo, you owe $55,000. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's look into how much you made on. Oh, you made $375,000? Okay, we want half of that. Okay, you sure <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how much you made? Because that's what we want. We want 
And also whatever, uh, you know, he had some porn site on there, right? He was uh, advertising something written on him or something. Oh, is that true? I didn't yeah, he had that, that too. And But on the other hand, Dave, they went to a commercial. Now, they probably were going to run the commercials anyway. But did they get extra commercials out of this because of the guy? Maybe the NFL was in cahoots with this guy. These commercials, Super Bowl commercials are not cheap. We really should would, have someone look into this. That would be so Roger Goodell. No, yeah. I don't know. That'd be, yeah, that, I The idea of a streaker and pulling your pants out, I'm surprised nobody in this day and age, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when Hank Aaron passed away, you saw the videos of those two young white guys running on the field. Right. And it has always struck me, even as a, even when I, we first saw that, it's like, wow, that's crazy that the two guys and Hank Aaron's kind of casually looking yeah, at either like side. And I'm like, hi, nice to see you. But he was under, you know, he had death threats from white people. So right. I'm surprised he's right. In the Super Bowl, I, I'm kind of surprised, not to be gross or anything, but I'm surprised that a guy can run out onto the field and like the players just kind of look at him bemused and there's no mm. more immediate action. I mean, I don't know what you're, I don't know what I'm asking to see. I don't want snipers on the roof of the stadium or anything. Yeah. But it's a little weird. No, it's that a you different world. If, if you yell at the guy, you'll get sued for uh, emotional distress. So it's, it's, it's a whole different world. But we used to see highlights of what was it, Ditka or Butkus? It would lay out the, Lay out the fan. James there Harrison was, uh, took one out, right? It was um, it was uh, Curtis from uh, the Colts who famously yeah somebody. James Harrison once decked the Browns guy. Yeah. I once I've told before, but I'll say again at my birthday, the old man um, uh, broke the bank to get us really nice seats right on the first baseline to see Pop mm. Stargell and the rest of the mighty uh, Buckos family uh, at the height of their powers, and we were right there, and there was the legend Pop Stargell. Um, a, a, a flip of the uh, baseball away uh, from us. And the two guys in the road, right in front of us, we were second row. They were talking and talking and getting drunker and drunker. And, uh, and they decided let's jump the rails and go say hello to pops. And so they uh -huh. did um, in between innings when pops was throwing the ball around the uh, infield, warming everybody up. They went out, they glad handed with pops and then the cops descended. They tried to get him and they wrangled the one guy quickly, but the second mm. guy got free and they were chasing him around in the outfield. And like it always goes, there's always the Keystone cops thing where the one guy get tries to get him and falls on his face. He was too elusive. He was like Omar Moreno <laughs> running the bases. He was too fast for the local, uh, for the local boys in blue. And then the left fielder, the late great Bill Robinson, who went on to play for your Metropolitan. Yes. Uh, he was out in left field that night and he summoned this guy and, and he called him over. And when the guy got over to him, Bill Robinson gave him one of those, those hand ladders, one of those nice. hand steps. And he boosted the guy up over the outfield wall mm. away from, uh, uh, away from five Oh. And he was treated with, uh, with a round of applause uh, Both the, the crowd were. goes nuts so that's the weird part right because the crowd is rooting for the guy the players want him off the field they don't want to get assaulted a and b they want to just go on with the game and get home but i would bill robinson have done that if uh, the guy was nude if if it's nude it's a whole different story you, you got right. these cops and it's a lot of ground to to cover on a baseball stadium even more in a, in a football field who the hell knows where you can run and run forever um, but yeah, no, you can't, uh, you know, if a player, you know, if Gronk lowers his shoulder and the guy goes into the turf, that's it. The guy makes out. It's a, uh, yeah. Be, baseball. Yeah. Many, many millions. I, from that perspective. Yeah. Baseball is probably the best one to streak because mm. those guys are, le are less likely to physically injure you except right. for the guy with the bat, but football guy, like he's 280 probably. And so he'll yeah. hurt you, you know, hockey is probably the worst, maybe bowling too. 
I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but hockey, that's a little, you have to, you have to know how to run on but ice. the deadliest of all weapons. This side of the bat is the bowling ball. And so if that mm. got you, but that's awfully hard to direct and like, that's you know, true. Uh, yeah. So. You got that gate falling on you. I don't know, maybe you're I'll, running maybe away I'll, from a guy. That would be an awesome move. If a pro bowler, if you're like a streaker and you're running around the lanes and everything and the bowler is like, I got this stand back, Johnny law. And mm. you, and you boom, boom, and he curved it right in and he and he felled the the streaker with the bowling be good. with a 16 yeah. pounder, you know. I think that's uh coming to America too. I think I saw that in the trailer. I don't know. Uh maybe we go on the TB12 diet, Dave, so that we could streak okay. and everybody could see our uh our new physiques. Then maybe that's it. That's our Lombard, Lombardi trophy next year. By the way, you got me thinking. You posed this question last night to me uh, over text, and then um I spent way too much time thinking about this. Now we have the two cities, Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, two titles each, right? Jim Cunningham, Joel Solomon, famously, we're going to make T-shirts, Champa Bay, dropped the ball on it, and now um, millions and millions. Joel, Joel has his tweet to, uh, his, his successful tweet to fall back on. Jim Cunningham, just the meth addiction. I don't know what else uh, there he does. But anyway, what we got going is you asked me, is there another city that could pull that off in the next 12 months, two titles? Uh, uh, amongst the various sports mm. in that town. I'll say this. Tampa could do it again, right? Brady is second odds, second best odds to get to win the Super Bowl at plus 950, that Bucks team. And my God, this uh, this Lightning team that won it last year, just as good this year. My limited um, hockey viewing here. I, uh, well, I do know that they kicked the crap out of Nashville to the tune of uh, five, six, one yesterday. I had Nashville plus two and a half after losing the night before, but the Lightning are eight to one. So they're like third in line behind Vegas and Colorado. Um, and it's got to matter if we're getting in the weeds here. It's got to matter that the Lightning have a much easier division. Yes. That they're, that they're playing night in and night out. At some point, they'll be able to do a little NBA action of like, eh, why don't you rest up here in the third period? Or why don't you take uh, right. half the shifts here this game against this bum team? Whereas, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that other division in the East is, is just, uh, there are no nights off just about. Yeah. The worst team is the Rangers, and they're good. So Tampa could do it again. There's no uh, doubt there. Um, LA could do it again. Dodgers yes. get stronger with Trevor Bauer. You know, we'll talk about that. I, I've, I've done a nice job avoiding that, that uh, disgusting, disgusting. You gotta event. be this. I what, what, what in the hell? What, what game that. is Trevor Bauer playing? Announce a teases Met fans basically used uh, a few days to, to tweak you metropolitans. You know uh, what? He's playing my game. He's playing. I, I would I would love this if I was doing it, but I'm not doing it. So, yes, he was supposed to be on the Mets. He's putting out the morning he signs with the Dodgers. He's putting out on his site or on his. Yeah, it was on his site. Signed Mets hats and everything. He's giving away. I'm like, oh, this is the greatest. Then he puts this two minute video together of him with a Mets shirt. I don't know. You see, it was it was done very well. And then he announces I'm coming to Los Angeles, bringing my ta talents to Los Angeles. It's like, oh. Wow, what a douchebag you are. Good job by you. Um, by the way, you're not resurrecting the uh, Seattle Mariners here. You're going to the world champs, right? And uh, you're, you're, a, you're a number three on their staff. Oh, anyway, so, somebody's yeah. feelings are hurt. Now no, you're mad I mean. at him. You're giving him the KD treatment that he's chasing rings. Well, but I get the, no, no, no. Just because he made such a big deal out of it. Like, yep, I'm going to LA. I'm, this is how I'm doing. I'm like, all right, that's fine. This is not a good as big an announcement as uh, you want to make it here. But again, I'm torn 
because I would have done it myself. I mean, the um, short-term gratification that he got from Metropolitan's fans is now going to be more than offset by every trip he ever makes there to yeah, City Field. And it's right. not like he's only going to be there once or twice. He's going to get booed horribly every time. Was it worth it to you? On the other hand, my pal, Handsome Hank, always used to say as we move into the free agency period here, and I, I love it, mm -hmm. he called it the surf and turf tour. If you're a free agent in any sport, you, I mean, like they do themselves a disservice when they're like, I had plans to go and visit with five different teams, but I, I really connected with the head coach. And so I'm just going to sign here. Like, no, don't say that. Go get as many free meals as you possibly can. Then make your decision. Right. Let them put you up in the, in the uh, presidential suite of every sports town in the country. Oh, sure. That'll have yeah. it. Then you announce where you're going. Yeah, you know, I get it. I get that part. 2012, 606 ERA. 2013, 529, 14, 5, and 8. We four. didn't want you anyway, I have to do it. I have says. to read this. It makes me feel better. 455 ERA and 15, uh, 16, 12, and 8, but 426 ERA. Four, tell them Trevor. Tell them to point out the fact that Trevor is a ridiculous name for a baby. How yes, exactly. You don't want to That's be a baby named say. Trevor. Trevor the baby? Yeah. Come on. Any Good luck, Dodgers. But anyway, the point is, L.A., having done this, Dave, two titles in the, in the city, even a better great. shot at it. Yes, a better shot at it because they have Trevor Bauer and the Dodgers are going to be great again. And the Lakers are like 12 and two on the road. There's no quit in LeBron. And uh, like you said, now Jared Goff is gone. And if Stafford is just a little better, the Rams are in contention. So Tampa could do it again. Rams could do it again. One other about city. New York, New yep. York is the only other city. I think Yankees Mets could make the playoffs. Then it's a coin flip the rest of the way. A baseball team makes the playoffs and the New Jersey. I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets who don't look really good right now. They lost to Detroit, um, but they're still favored to win the uh, Eastern conference. So that would be the path for New York. Do you have any other in mind? Well, I mean, first of all, I think we should point out the fact that while, you know, it was whatever it was six weeks or so ago that the calendar turned to a mm -hmm. new year, I think the Super Bowl's completion marks the end of a sports calendar. Because mm -hmm. like you say, you know, as soon as the, the Monday after the Super Bowl, you kind of a lot of people start turning on NBA, NHL, college basketball. For right. the first time, more in more than just a glancing way. So that starts the sports calendar. So from mid-February to next mid-February, okay. if that's our 12-month window, is there any sports town that might win multiple titles? Um, yeah, I think LA's right, but it's also and New York too. But we have to figure out what what the odds are on that because they have right. a they have a humongous advantage. If you're in New York or LA, they're double the teams, at least compared. Like Buffalo. Yeah. And New Orleans have two ta two teams apiece. It's not fair to to necessarily right. if, if you're betting on one. Pittsburgh, um, as great as a town as you claim it is, never uh, never thought ahead to have a, a pro basketball team. No, yeah, no, so, no, no. We I took know, a vote. Right. We didn't want one. And by the way, we also did. Want. We had an ABA team, and we didn't want one. And plus, we had the Pittsburgh Pisces. Um, <laughs> so I now you're making went, stuff up. The Pittsburgh Pisces. There were is, the Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh Pisces on the TB12 diet? I have to figure this out. I don't know. Um, I know they opened up the igloo and, and they floated in to win the title game. But uh, that's Lord. a fish. All right. But Pittsburgh, I, I think you're uh, right. People, but... Fandle needs to put odds on this. And uh, while the Pirates, too... the well, I mean, of course, the Pirates don't count. Uh, so they're yeah. not going to do it. Right. 
Is there some sort of fan duel? Yeah, that would be fun. Like Sports Town Futures for 12 months. Uh-huh. And but we would need odds to to your point. You know, that and by the way, the Chargers could very well go to a Super Bowl. It's not crazy to say that the Chargers could yeah. get ooh, you know what? I hadn't considered that. LA is the de- what we just saw Brady host a uh Super Bowl. What if the what if both teams have a home game for the Super Bowl? Chargers and Rams. That's oh, not right. Chargers. Uh, that's yeah, not yeah. a crazy thing to suggest could happen. Padres I, loaded up too, so it could be Chargers. I was thinking the other one, Vegas. I don't know the uh, the Raiders. No, that maybe they're the the weird team that, that jumps up and the uh, and the hockey team, the Knights are uh, right. Like I said, second best. Well, here's uh, one for you. You yeah. like uh, you like the Dallas Cowboys, and I am fascinated. Even though you insist no. that Who Dak else? Prescott is going to be in uniform with the star in his helmet, he might get tagged. But I do not share your your overflowing optimism for Cowboys fans that Dak is is back there. They might tag him, but I I, I do not. I think all bets are off. All of a sudden, do you after think he Tom has Brady more leverage Ky- than he did I just a year think after, ago? After Tom I don't Brady did what he did, and now Russell Wilson's sticking his toes into those waters. And the way Peyton left, I know it wasn't even his choice, but then he had the big uh, free agency couple of months where he was, uh, you know, had all the surf and turf that he could have from different teams and. And Kyler Murray, the way the Cardinals did that, I think all bets are off. All the assumptions of the way it had to be done and you don't do that in our league and everything else, I think that's all stinking thinking, outmoded kind of stuff. So what do you think all- Jerry Jones is going to be like, ah, you know what, uh, Carson, let's roll the dice with Carson Wentz. What what kind of trade are they going to make here for this year? I don't think why, uh, Prescott. Why not? I have not I have not considered this the the <clears throat> the bones of the ability to do this financially, but why couldn't you make a Lone Star special Dak for Deshaun Watson. I saw this. I don't think it's enough assets. I think they just need, they would need another one. I, it's just not Jerry Jones's way, right? Like you, people throw Steelers trades at you all the time. And you're like, yeah, maybe that would work for someone else, but Tomlin's not going to go for that. The, you know, the front office is not going to go for that. I just, um, I think Jerry Jones sees, I think he's, uh, I think he's licking his child. I think he's like, Hey, not a, I got this guy where, where I want him. I could tag him again. He's coming off a pretty serious injury. What's he going to do? Is another team really going to take a chance on him and give him the $35 million again? And you know what? He's kind of perfect for Dallas, and he had great numbers, um, not only at the beginning of this year, but last year, um, really second to only one or two. Uh, one. I, guess, I guess you would be second to one, right? Yeah, second to one or not. First of all, to answer your second question first, Mm. Yes, somebody would pay Dak Prescott $35 million. That's mm. definite. Like this injury, ah, the injury is going to scare teams away. No, it will not. One. And two, as, assuming doctors look at the ankle and say. Well, do they have to do it in next month or so, right? This is not something that's going to go down in August. Like, hey, Dak, we've not, we've barely seen you walk on the field. Um, what, well, who's going to take a chance on that in the next three weeks? I know. I, I'm, I, no. I know I'm cavalier about it. But I also it's kind of like global warming and a lot of other things in our world. I think that we all kind of lean back on like. I know it's real. I think the scientists hopefully are going to save us. Like same thing with medicine. I kind of believe in 21st century modern medicine. It's crazy Mm. how quickly they fix guys up, whereas their careers were over 30 years ago. So I'm leaning on that to some degree. Uh, with Dak and two, yeah, Jerry Jones can lick his chops and the Cowboys can say, boy, we're really set up. But at some point, if they pull up the standings from the last half decade, they have mm-hmm. to say, I mean, you know, the the comparison to other who the Cowboys 
that's a that's a great conversation is fan bases, alumni, whatever, who think that they are the blue bloods. As we look at college basketball this year and the Kentuckys and Dukes and all the suffering teams and like, well, how the hell did this happen? But people have a hard time getting off of like Texas fans are huge on this. Texas Longhorns fans think that this is some destination for every kid in the country. And oh, we're, we're one like, Hey, Texas, I don't know if you've noticed, but you've stunk for a lot of the years over the last 30, 40 sure. years. This is not a short window. Also true for the Cowboys now. Like, what are we talking about? Well, we got Tank Lawrence and we got Zeke and we'll look at all these receivers. Like, you guys are not good. You guys don't make the playoffs most years. At some point, that's going to set in well, for what, the Jones family. Point? And they're going to say, <clears> which we point? Play, is this? You, got, you got the best players still want to come there, right? Amari Cooper's there. Zeke didn't go anywhere. They overpaid for him, but, you know, he wasn't looking to go anywhere else. So, what I point? I think the Cowboys would do well. I love 95. Dak. I think they're, <clears> I love Dak, but given where the Cowboys are drafting and I think they could move some assets and get get one of those kids in the draft right now or sign yeah, a cheaper option and survive. I just don't see it. That's fine. Of course, anything could work potentially, but I just don't think it's the Cowboys' way. We got oh, we side. Should. We got on the side. Dallas though is a good answer. Is is uh, is is a bit. You could see the stars. You could uh, you could. I, I know the Mavs are the Mavs far are cry place. from doing it. But yeah. I do still like the pieces. I like the way that team's constructed. Not for this calendar year. It ain't I know. I guess they're not going to be able to rally. It would have to be like. stars, Cowboys. We have to say Bucks, Packers. Good save there, Joel Solomon. Oh my God, we would get so many letters if we didn't say Bucks, Packers, or uh, oh or yeah, okay, that's a good one. We I do to, think if Porzingis can fi- I, I I I still hold out hope for the Mavs turning the corner in this basketball season, but. Yeah, that's a good one. Chicago for uh, for the nah. city that has the most teams that has the worst shot at it. It's right. it's Chicago. The Bulls and Blackhawks sure. are out of it. There's no chance. Detroit too, right? Yeah, I don't know. Right, the same kind Detroit of thing. Detroit is lousy. Yeah, yeah it's extra. Emba- it's yeah, it's the other side of the coin. It's extra embarrassing if you have that many teams and Those none are the of them ones. are halfway decent. Yeah. Um. Hey, Let's uh, bet on that though. Let's figure out what that or have FanDuel cook. I up want the, FanDuel the to do odds. it. The two time, two time city champs. Let's do it. Let's get odds up there. Do it, FanDuel. Put it up. That there will be multiple teams in a city winning a championship between now and next February. That's not that bad. That's worth people putting money down on for a year. I like that. Uh, speaking of FanDuel, add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. This season hopefully they take us up on this uh two-time city champ thing right now FanDuel letting you place your first bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars yep no strings attached just place any bet you want you win you keep the cash you lose you'll get your entire bet up to a thousand dollars back in sight credit uh you know I've been betting college basketball what did I say today oh I like UConn over Providence so many same game parlays as we showed you it can be done. Luke uh, Singsack went eight for nine, and we gave him $5,555. Is that going to happen every day, every week? No, certainly not. May never happen again coming from us, but FanDuel is certainly willing to pay you out on same-game parlays for any of the games. You never tried FanDuel Sportsbook. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started, and be sure to sign up with promo code Extra Points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Extra points is a promo code. Do it now if you haven't already. All right, Dave, what do I want to talk about? Yeah. I know you want to talk about stuff. I just want to float a random thing because you're talking about FanDuel. Look up the futures. Not 
you, Sal, or mm. anybody listening right now. I'm saying the listener should do this at his or her, or his or her own uh, leisure. I, unless you love Baylor and Gonzaga, and nobody wants to see a, a team that plays the kind of ball that Baylor plays win the national mm. title. Um, I just find out what Illinois. Is. Oh, I love them. I know that's crazy. I bet them in the beginning that... of the year. They were 14 Did you really? I love them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I love uh, uh, Kofi Colburn. Yeah, I love the way they play. They lost a couple of big games early, but that Big Ten is so so solid. There's there's, there's four great games every week, so they're battle-tested. The wow, you like thing them? I don't, well, I don't like them. I'm by Indiana Hoosier, after all. I don't uh, like them, but uh, but I and I'm resentful of Coburn. Not yeah, like, yeah, I don't please. like. Come that on, either. come on, Mister Cockburn. Let's lean into the. Well, the here's here. the thing with that. Last year, maybe even two years ago, see a junior. I said Cockburn on Fox Bet Live, and I got endless crap for it. And it's uh it's Colburn, even though it is spelled C O C K B U R N. I just look I at know. not that this is obviously an imperfect way to pick any team to win a national championship that has to win mm-hmm. six games to win the title, but. I kind of look at, I don't, we, we can have this conversation as we get closer to March Madness, but um, do you have different ways to win games uh, in terms of players? Right. And, and Illinois presents as being that. They, they can win games in multiple ways. Whereas if the game goes, it, the game gets sideways for Baylor, I could see them all of a sudden. Yeah, and you know the committee likes matching teams that play similar kinds of things. Like this will be a great matchup. This could be forty-two to forty-one final score. Like who's yeah, that right. good for? That's what right. they do. They throw the knuckleballs at knuckleball teams, kind mm-hmm. of thing. A- anyway, oh, that Big Ten is solid. Ohio State twenty to one, but they could beat anybody. Uh, Iowa sixteen to one. You talk about beating you different ways. Um, got the best player in the country, and you got some outside shooters that are insane. Yeah, Luca Garza um, being the best, but. Illinois fourteen to one and Michigan nine to one to win it all. So there's a there's a and lot I of do fun like, ones aside like from Gonzaga that, and Baylor. I like that it yields. I mean, I guess we've seen plenty of that go the other way, but those teams in the rugged conferences are mm. battle tested and all that. So that that counts for something as well. The uh, switching to NBA, KG Kevin Garnett says that players from his generation might not be able to compete in today's NBA. It's interesting. You don't normally want to say that, right? You're going to get a lot of crap from your uh, your buddies and the guys you played with. His generation would have trouble playing in today's NBA. I think, of course, that's true, right? I, I think all these sports evolve, and there's you know the players are faster, they're stronger, um, everything else, they're bigger. Is that the case in NBA? Now, listen, we could say the 1970s, the white guys with the short shorts, almost 100% of them would not make it. Granted, there's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would, would still be good and Dr. J and those guys. You get to the 90s and 2000, turn of the century, now it's getting close. What do, you, what do you think? I've heard the argument that these guys are traveling a lot more, not traveling that you would get called for, but they got a lot more mileage on them per game for, for guys who get uh, scrutinized for not playing defense. They're running around a lot more than those athletes, even at the 2005, 2010. How say you? And is there any sport where this is not true? I think, I mean, I love these kinds of conversations. And mm. um, yeah, KG, it's funny that he would say that because I think he's one of those guys who would translate. He would just grow up. And the thing about like, well, they're so much bigger and everything else. We have to assume 
that they would have a different diet and they would be weightlifting and all that kind of stuff. They're all on TB12. Yeah. Right. They'd all be on TB12. And so if you make those things equal so that we can have generational conversations like that, I think KG would transfer better than um, yeah, maybe like Tim Duncan would. Maybe know, that's that, what he's doing. Maybe he's just fishing for a compliment. He to, like yeah, that. he wants to say, I am the more timeless player. Yeah. You know, I think um, of all the, to bring it to football, uh, you know, I would say uh, Roger Staubach would thrive if you dropped him into 2021. I think he'd be awesome. Right. Um, well, but for the most part, those guys, the offensive linemen were 220 pounds, right? And so they, they would get eaten up like that. That's, that's just a, that's just a fact of the, of, of the game, right? You could just take that guys are bigger guys are faster. That has to amount to something, especially in football where everyone's timed and uh, weighed and everything else. Yeah. I don't know what's crazier that the athleticism of those uh, of NFL tight ends or the athleticism. And I think it's the latter. I think it, what's crazy is in the 21st century, you know, it's kind of like the Odell Beckham catch, the one-handed catch. Like, mm. oh, whoa, I've never seen that before. And since you saw that, now you've seen it any number of times. Right. Somehow the possibility it's a or you can't trade your you can't draft a guy in the first round, a QB, and then move mm. on from him the next year until somebody does it. All these things, there these assumptions that were like, well, that never could happen. Um, and then it happens, and then it happens uh, a lot more. Is the craziest thing is athletic seven footer. They, by definition, if you had a seven foot tall guy on your team, he was a he was a tree who could barely who, who moved slightly better than a tree in uh, in the forest. But he could catch a ball and he could block shots. He could stand next to the rim. Now, seven footers are like since Dirk Nowitzki, I guess, was the first guy who really was like who changed yeah. the way you or and Shaq to a degree changed what you thought was possible for a guy who stood seven feet tall. Now everybody has a seven footer that stretches the floor and makes three pointers or yeah. Would Porzingis in Kevin Garnett's era be a top five player? Maybe. Yeah. Some, someone like that. Yeah. Just, right. That, that, that much skills. I get it. You could go the other way. Like, Oh boy. No, no, no. Tim Duncan would be great whenever he played. Okay, fine. But is 90% of the league in trouble if they had to be shifted to 2020? I try to think about this in other sports. Like, of course, Tiger Woods, the greatest we'll ever see. Um, but is Colin Montgomery much worse than Rory McIlroy? I don't know. I don't know if golf is the same. Like right. what other, what other sports are like this? Um, baseball is interesting because you don't see anyone beating out a ground ball to shortstop. You didn't see it 30 years ago, 70 years ago, and you don't see it now. Right. So that 90 feet is still a very good, you know, tracking um, measurement right there. Could you, running. right. I, I, I think, that in a backwards way, what what my brain is uh, is now. Who are the guys who could not do? Who could the opposite of the successors of Odell Beckham's one-handed catch? Oh well, yeah, we can all do that if if we want to do that. Would Steve Largent be able to do it? Yeah. Could right. And the other side of that is, we saw Magic Johnson in 1980, mm -hmm. and has there ever really been Penny Hardaway? Kind of, but a point guard with that kind of length who could run the floor and was a no. distributor like that. The magic is, is truly one of one who else really over the generations it, that I guess that kind of is what we're talking about with Patrick yeah, that's Mahomes it. that my assumption is Patrick Mahomes is awesome, but maybe hit, maybe the guy 
I don't think Josh Allen is ever going to be as good as him, but is Trevor Lawrence maybe going to exceed what we expect from a QB? Or is there anybody else in the pipeline that might be able to do that? Justin Herbert is a guy who most of the yeah. scouts did not see on this level. And yet a year in, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, wow, we're maybe getting Justin away. Herbert's going to be better, but we're just talking about overall sport? play. Yeah. So I, mean, I get it. I'm LeBron just saying who are the guys that to... never could do it. Who, who wouldn't just, there is no equal almost in history could do almost uh, there's there's magic there's jordan if you want to go basketball you could probably name 20 15 players Uh, i think kobe is a pretty good comp for yeah yeah, okay he's one of them for sure i can't say anything bad about kobe there's nothing about there's nothing there is no um there is no second iteration second generation of lebron there pearl jam is there's pearl jam and then creed happens Mm -hmm. and then it's like wow it's boy it's yeah, it slides off real fast after that. Right. Um, LeBron Listen, Garnett, is by himself. Kevin Garnett was wrong about um, signing off on the betting um, process in Uncut Gems, which was atrocious. But so he could be wrong about this too. But he, he, I feel like he brought on a lot of uh, unnecessary um, criticism here by saying some of his teammates and maybe even couldn't play in today's NBA. It's Very a, interesting. Could uh, here's a good one. Ask your friend uh um from Boston, mm. uh Bill. Right. Um ask him uh, what wh- how Larry Bird does in 2021. I'd be interested to know. Ah. I I feel mm-hmm. that Larry Bird is underappreciated. I feel right. when it's all said and done, when these conversations no get rolling, you can't I think even Larry, you can't even gauge it because we have too many mass hole friends. How can He's we even better, say I mean, Larry Bird is better? However, you want to measure that. I don't know, count stuff up and everything. And to soften the blow for Boston fans, I say Larry Bird is underrated, little overrated. Bill Russell and those sixty Celtics teams. Yeah, maybe. settle down, everybody. I would, I would say, if you ask Boston fans at large, who is the greater talent, Larry Bird or Tom Brady? I bet that's close. I bet that's close. I don't think he's under, uh, definitely not in the Boston area. He's not underrated for sure. I'll I tell mean, you another guy who is, has never been replicated. Uh, although a couple guys mm-hmm. have been semi-close is Bobby Orr. Now we're, I don't know why we're making an homage to All right. yeah, I don't Boston, do the that. sports town, but Bobby to Orr is also unique in the history of sports. Paul Coffey, it's close, but he wasn't a dominant mm-hmm. defensive defenseman, um, Paul Coffey. But I mean, if you put a percentage on it, has hockey in the last twenty years have the players has the as the game play as the uh, athletic level gone up twenty percent? Maybe that's the way to do it. Has basketball gone up twenty percent? Baseball ten percent? I don't know. I don't even Hockey's know. Hockey's a, a longer conversation because the 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 athletes in hockey have gotten to be too good, right? For the for the surface that they're playing on, mm. it, it because the skill level has risen collectively um, to a degree. It's now negates the special talents. Uh, I mean, Connor McDavid puts out the highlight reel goals and everything, but I mean that the speed is all over the ice now. So there's not enough room to create. So that's opposite of what I said about baseball, where guys are still not beating out grounders right. to first, even right. though there are faster, the speedsters in the game. Right. right. Like Ricky so. Henderson maybe is sure. the most distinctive baseball player we've seen right. more, more than anyone else. Cause nobody previous mm. or post Ricky Henderson could a guy, if he wanted to, if there were a skipper who was like, ah, oh, we stink. Otherwise you're batting lead off this year, get on base. And, uh, and just swipe. Sit, let, let's make yeah. our team goal this year that you get 130 uh, bags Maybe. this year. I don't think you could do it. I don't think 
anybody could replicate what Ricky Henderson yeah, did. Maybe not. Uh, go to NHL. Let's finish things off. Don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but it just caught my eye that Ron Hextall is now the Pittsburgh Penguins GM. Is that even you allowed? You son of a bitch. Sorry, I don't, I how dare it. you say you, that out loud? You can't root for this team now. The 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 well, dreaded Philadelphia Flyers, your big right. biggest rival there, and now Ron Hextall is going to circumvent the whole. He's 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 uh he's a double agent here. You I you guess. accept this? Well, I mean, first of all, rival. I mean, the Flyers haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1975. Yeah. Since 1975. That was a long time. This is ago. a good way to get back talk at about, you. Talk this about a, a team. Way. Talk about a team whose fan base thinks like, yeah, we're 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 the we're the blue bloods of our sport. Like Flyers fans, settle down. You haven't mm. won a thing in half a century. Um, yes, it's disgusting to me. Yes, mm-hmm. I know he he has uh, put together a very nice structure there for Philadelphia, and he's you know had uh, some success um, on our coast. I don't like it mm-hmm. for it. I don't like these people who think they're adults by pointing out to me, telling me to grow up that this is a good hockey man and everything else. Yeah, he played he played for the Flyers. There are a lot right. of good hockey men. You don't have to get a Philadelphia Flyer to do it now, right? Because I'm a generous soul. I've decided, I've meditated on this for one night. I consulted with my sister Amy, my uncle Mike, to try and make sense of this ugliness. Mm -hmm. And I've resolved to apply the same probationary period that I did back in in, uh, 1990 when Brian Trottier, captain of the hated New York Islanders, came and put on the black and gold. I was there the night he was introduced. Oh, no, Brian Trottier. And I cheered for him. I didn't cheer. I just, I didn't boo, but I'm not going to, I wasn't going to cheer him. And I said, he must do something for me and for, for my team. I'm not going to cheer this guy whose deeds came in another uniform. I'm not pathetic. I'm not a Minnesota Vikings fan cheering for Brett Favre. I'm not going to cheer for Brian Trottier, but then he scored a big goal. In maybe my favorite Penguins game of all time, Game Five, in Boston Garden against the Mighty Bruins. God damn! And, uh, I knew I shouldn't have brought this up. Go ahead, keep going. Then he scored in Game Four in a pivotal game in the Stanley first. Cup he scored final. in Game Five. Oh, all right, then the conference. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. And that combination <laughs> was enough for me to give him the full emotional embrace that he deserved. I, I applies here. You're on probation, Hextall. And if you have any, well, I, I'm in charge now. Everything else, I will faster than you can, faster than you can say 66. I'm gonna send you YouTube highlights of 66 humiliating you mm. hey, on your hands and knees. A grown man. What if he gold, demands to be gold for the, the for the Penguins? What if Hextall's like, yeah, this is fun, j- jumbling uh, contracts, but I want to get, I want to get in the net. Ron Hextall, filth. Here's uh, personified I, to me. It's get, you, you can't avoid that. You're going to have a player on your team that you don't like. I imagine the Yankees when Gooden went to the Yankee, there's so many examples of this, but when it was rumored that a rod was going to be part owner of the Mets, it got me sick. I was like, I don't sure. I, I don't want to what what's going on here. This is going to, and thankfully uncle Steve came in and uh, bought the team. Um, How about this? Tom Brady isn't happening. even your rival. If, if I told you like, yeah, Dak Prescott, nah, they're going to yeah. ship him out. Would you take Tom Brady for the Cowboys in 2021? Would you be like, yeah, okay, cool. This is great. He's a champ. No, I don't. I, would I take him? What, what am I going to do? But I, I wouldn't like it. Call Romo. Know, I'm trying to, I'm Call trying Romo to convince, and say uh, have him step in. He should step in. 
He's got to come back. Uh, hey, if you have thoughts on Hextall as this the Penguins GM or KG and what we thought about him and the game uh, being 20 years ago and whether his teammates could compete, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, all these things we talked about. TB12 diet, the streaker, hit us up at the extra points gang at gmail.com. Oh, Joel, Joel did a nice thing for us. Joel Solomon, uh, babyface. Um, oh, man, do we have it here? I'm trying to sell this book. You can't lose them all. It's available at Barnes and Noble. It's, yeah, there we go. It's available at Amazon.com. Trying to make some money from for Bezos as he's on his way out. Joel does this at Shakey's. Look at this. He puts up congrats, Cousin Sal. It's on the marquee. Shakey's best bookseller right there. Thank you, Joel. That's something. What a, what a thing. I mean, this is the top of the mountain for you, for Shakey's. Yes. To honor you. This is uh this is your universe is colliding here. I love it. Muzzle tough to you on the book, Sal. Shakey's yeah. with the homage. And I, you know, maybe I think we should start. What do you think about maybe not every episode, but we should once once COVID is over, let's start doing some shows from Shakey's. Oh, that's not a bad idea at all. All you can yeah, eat that's pizza pretza, while we kibitz about sports and other ones. Now we go there famously, our fantasy uh, football league, which by the way, someone asked me, I've done a hundred interviews. Someone asked me, is, uh, is your fantasy football league the most famous in the country? I was like, I'd never even thought about it, but um, I was like, all right, what, what do you think? I have no idea. And he named a couple that Matthew Berry was involved in the, the, the one that Howard Stern is, but I think ours is because of this shakies thing, because we gather there and because of the wrinkle of kicking somebody out every year, people care more about ours than anyone else's. But anyway, shakies is the place where we have our, uh, our postseason uh, our meeting. We, we settle up finances there and, uh, and we watch the, what, what it's proves to be the worst. It's our yes, banquet. It's our Same banquet. as that when little league wraps up. And we watched the first playoff game, which was traditionally the worst would have the AFC South, winner in it. It would either be uh, Matt Schaub or Andy Dalton would almost always be on that game. But anyway, uh, they, uh, Joel got my name up there on the marquee and that's a uh, Joel. How does that work? Does that last for the whole week or do they take it down? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's the whole week uh, because I <laughs> sounds promising. I, did, I, you know, I, I went, I'm, it was a lot of effort actually. What I, tell us really, what happened. You went there. They must not have had any idea what you were you talking have, about. Well, you have to go. I called and uh, they said you need to come in and and fill out this paperwork because you know they don't want to spell it wrong. So I said, all right, all right fine, I'll come in. You know, I, I don't know if everyone knows what's going on in L.A., but you're not supposed to leave your house to go put someone's name at Shakey's right on the marquee until now. Yeah, right. So I go, I, I I show the book. There's a beautiful picture of you in the fantasy league. I said this would mean a lot to him. Right. Uh, can you put this up? They said, of, of course, you know, we can do it for $30. Great deal to it. $30. I, I said, can you put, you can't lose them all. The woman looked at me like I was crazy because that's a lot of letters. I don't know if you're, if you're aware, but that is a lot of letters. Yeah, so, yeah. I hadn't thought of it. If I had human no, labor. I mean, they, yeah. those, they don't just magic. They don't snap their fingers. Somebody's got to manually put the letters up. But there. they're going to put something you. up there, right? 30 bucks. Cause we usually put the champion's name in there. Congrats. Cool cats, whatever. Oh, they spelled it with a C that's hilarious. But, uh, you, well, you, she, she wanted bucks. it to be, you can buy the book for that much. 
Yeah. Well, she wanted it to be Shaky's best bookseller because I just want congrats on the book. Uh-huh. And she she was determined. Uh, she, I don't. It doesn't totally make sense to me, but I wasn't going to argue with her. Right. Shaky's best, best bookseller. bookseller. <laughs> uh, it's not just the pizza. They have wow. a wonderful library. I'd love yeah. to see the top five. Yeah. <laughs> well, then speaking of the pizza, that's that's then what happened. Uh, she said when she rang me up, she said, do you want anything else? And that was the point of me going there. Uh, but when you look around and, you know, poor Shakey's, it looks like your uh, grandmother's living room in the 70s with plastic, everything. Yeah. So I, dare so I, got, I got guilted. I got, well, Dave, you can't eat in the restaurant. Yeah. Or I would have. So uh, I got guilted into ordering a pizza and then just sitting in the parking lot in my car watching uh, and waiting for them to put up the letters. Uh, so I like what- that. I like that Joel has talked himself into. I had no choice but to eat no the entire choice. pizza. I had to eat it in my car. What was that? What did you want me to do? I had to. It was well, an obligation. It, it started off as a very exciting, I, I trying to do something nice and a positive trip. And it ended up with me just depressingly, uh, again, once again, evaluating my life in the parking lot uh, of uh, Shakey's. <laughs> you know what? I, there, now, now that I hear the story, I, I wonder now, did it start off like that? Maybe it started with you wanting to get a pizza and then you looked at the marquees like, hey, you know, would have been fun. Let's put this up. And uh I don't know. I, I wonder about the sequence of these events, uh, Joel, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Very interesting. And while you're there, I can't believe you don't kill two birds with one stone and say, hey, can you look in your lost and found and see if there's a giant trophy? Yeah, there? right. <laughs> I, I, I I wanted to, and I also wanted to get the Moho potatoes, but I just. Mojo. Uh, oh, mojo boy, potatoes. you just ruined everything. Yeah. Mojo. Next year, Dave, you're, you're getting on the marquee next year. You're a moho. All right. Well, that's that. So uh, that's something else. Uh, the extra points at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Dave, you have minus three coming up, right? Where are we? That's Wednesday? right. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, uh, Eddie Spaghetti and myself will uh, look back one last time at uh, at the Super Bowl that was and we'll see if Schwartz can explain himself a little bit. He's been texting with you now. Sal. Yes trying to reconcile why he said that the chiefs were going to win by 11 points. I, <laughs> when, know, when he's now saying, yeah, I told you, I told you the O line was uh, good. Like, well, you can't, well, okay. Well, which is it then? You which can't lose you them say? all. You can't lose them all. I think that's I what think he's so. saying. Yeah. Uh, yes. He made money on it in a way. He comes out smelling like a rose. Cause he made money on it. Cause he had the bucks, which is suspicious. Anyway, his brother's playing on the other team and the offensive line as a unit has never been more appreciated in this in this case. Um, you know, they're throwing darts at the Chiefs offensive line, but it's like for the first time, people are like, oh boy, you really do need an offensive line. Otherwise, the greatest player of this generation uh can't thrive. So in a way, he's a winner on, on both counts. But yes, uh, minus three. Let's listen to da- uh Dave and Jeff uh tries to defend himself. I'm at the cousin Sal on Twitter. Hit us up, watch Fox Bet Live, 5 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday on FS1 and a reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites. See you Friday.